Clubhouse. Welcome to Decorating the Set from Hollywood to Your Home with your hosts, Beth Kushnick and Caroline Daly. Hey, Beth, how you doing? Good, Caroline. We're back for season two. Super excited. There's so many things I want to talk about in season two. We've been bombarded with questions and I'm excited to talk with our listeners about so many new ideas. I feel like design is so in flux right now, Beth. Like I'm hearing so many new ideas out there from like the wildest. Like, I don't know if you've seen these prairie dresses in Target right now, but they're kind of setting Facebook on fire right now. (laughs) It's kind of a scene. (laughs) I have. There's a lot of things out there. And I think design-wise, just like every other part of our lives, we've started COVID and quarantining in a, in a free-falling situation. Then we got into the summer and started adapting. And now I think we're really into a place of routine. We've got to settle and make the commitment now to our houses and our lives and our work lives and to the design of them. I love that you're saying to make the commitment to it because I am someone who does very poorly when I'm in a transitionary state. That is my least favorite way to be. I like the Zoom meetings. I like virtual school. I'm fine with online socializing. And it was even okay to do some birthday parties and holidays and stuff online. I I think it actually made things a little bit like quieter and easier to handle in a lot of ways. And so Mm -hmm. it it was okay. It's become a fixture of everything. And and I'm okay with that. But man, there are parts of my house that feel like I'm living in this temporary state. I need things to get better. And finally, after many months of doing this, I had some little creative breakthroughs recently, Beth, where I was like, so proud. I know. I was like, you know what? I think I am going to make a pocket office. I didn't even know I had the space and I think I do. So now I'm like all jazzed about that. But Living in this temporary way, like, do you find it fatiguing? Do you find it, like, just exasperating already? I do. I think it's really time for some solid stability in all of this. And I think we've got to take the plunge just to get in a routine because I think when people are in a routine, it informs all aspects of their lives, whether they have kids or they don't, whether they're working from home or they're not. I just think that right now we have to settle in. You know, I I was realizing when I was walking in the city the other day that I don't even see the masks anymore. I think what's changed now is that we're more accepting. You know, we're more accepting that when we come into our houses, we have a washing station and a sanitizing station and we don't leave the house without an extra mask or two in our bags or in our glove compartment in the car. And we've created a whole new way to live. And now we're really committed to it. And we're going to go forward with this routine inside and outside of the house. I'm one of those people and I, I'm Beth. I My heart says you may be the same where I like a little control. <laughs> I kind of need it. And yeah. so feeling like things are so out of control outside of our homes, having some sense that I know where things are and it's going to be where I expect it to be and things feel right and in my control, it feels more necessary than ever. 
Yes, and it's also about finding some relatively long-term solutions here, both for our home life, our health, our work lives, to keep everything going, but now in a more informed way. You know, we did everything kind of in an emergency, kind of, I've got to set up my Zoom background and I've got to be on 10 Zooms a day and my kids have to learn from home. And everything was so rushed and pushed. And even though we started off decorating the set from Hollywood to your home, trying to enhance and help everyone with that, we were learning too what it was going to turn into and be like. And now we're more informed. So we're bringing you season two updates. <laughs> I love it. We're like season two, you're home. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Well, so I'm so glad you brought up work life because I know things are very different in your industry. And I know our listeners want to get a little behind the scenes peek at how you guys are adjusting what you're doing differently and why that's going to affect production and what they might see. It's been really interesting. I've been back to work on two different jobs, both with different studios both handled a little differently, but there are protocols in place for going back to work in the film and TV business, which just intrinsically is not a socially distanced, separated kind of business. Our whole DNA is people who work in the in the industry are to be close together. Yeah, I've heard that kind of concept of like a theater family or like, you know, the mm-hmm. way that the crew is like a family and everything like so you have that idea of the visual of everyone being very close together. It's interesting because even how much just walking in the door of a stage or into a location has changed. So now we're doing things like, of course, there's temperature check every day. There are COVID tests, depending on what zone you're in. For myself personally, I'm engaging with some actors. I am definitely engaging with the director, the director of photography and the production designer. So I'm tested extremely often. You know, they've tested us everywhere from in an abandoned storefront in Long Island to setting up a whole area and actually a whole COVID department uh, on on the soundstage. We sign on to an app where we answer questions. And, you know, we're really asked to make a commitment to the job that we're on and stay safe on our time off. There have been some positive results, even in my department, and contact tracing done and quarantining done and shows have been starting up and shutting down. No more hugs, no more of kind of the familial way that we all work together. A lot of elbow touches and, (laughs) you know, we are all thinking about everything differently. For me, I think about my vendors. I think about how are they going to survive? I've changed a lot of my orders and my plans and the way that I can access materials that I need. So how how are you doing things differently in that regard? Like, is it the type of thing where um, I know for myself, like I'm really trying to frequent those stores and those restaurants that we love the most. I'm trying to do curbside and stuff like that. So to keep them open, are you 
you finding that you're making different choices when you're ordering now? Well, I certainly haven't shopped in a prop house. I've been doing all of that online and on the phone. And that kind of just goes against my you know, my old fashioned ways. <laughs> it's hard, right? And and, and it's, it's asking a it's... lot of, of us in terms of like all of this change. It's not just the health risk out there and stuff, but like we have to be uncomfortable in this time to like push ourselves to that next place. That's a hundred percent right. It is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for me to monitor my crew and tell people to pull their mask up. It's uncomfortable to think about every day and where we're going to be. And even our craft service, our meals, um, you know, everything has changed to constantly be feeling safe. And, 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 and the real interesting part of it is like, you know, we've all become so individualized, you know, everybody has their app and everybody has their COVID testing and everybody has their results and they all stay separate and we don't eat lunch together and everybody has their food ordered in advance and it comes in a bag with their name on it and there's plexiglass partitions everywhere. So while we're all together as this big group, especially in my department, even trying to literally dress a set, we're all separate. How are you doing that? I mean, I can't even imagine things like moving furniture around or whatever. Like, how are you trying to plan with that? How? 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 It's been a really interesting, almost like a brain puzzle to stop your intuition that you've had for for me for 37 years and your impulses and your routine and cast it all aside and change it. And I don't know, I think my time off, I just thought about it so much and it almost became an outlet for my creativity, just the, the planning of it. And I'm so connected to what I do, my craft and what my department does that I really wanted us all to be able to go back to work. And we did. We all came together on one of my new projects is a show for epics called Bridge and Tunnel that Ed Burns wrote and directed and actually stars in. Exciting. And, you know, we prepped the job in Zoom meetings and it gave all of us this opportunity to think on our feet and communicate and even share documents visually that in a funny way we would never have done in prep pre-COVID. So the prep part of it, where we're all kind of separated and, you know, maybe we come together for a production meeting or two and, you know, maybe I'll take one or two choices or something to a director. Now we had these regular meetings where we were communicating and looking at the same visual at the same time. And that started to become an extremely efficient way to prep. So we were very, very prepared going in, but I can't tell you that it was easy um, <laughs> between myself and my team because we were traveling in pods and we were trying not to do crossover. Well, I know that you're somebody who likes to be sort of immersed in the set and make decisions as it feels right to you. So how are you sort of mitigating that need to like make decisions just in the space? 
Well, speaking of wanting to be in control, guess who has to give up control in this situation? <laughs> is it you? <laughs> it, it certainly is. Oh my god! You know, I I I had to put my decision making process and my creativity through a bit of a COVID sieve, for lack of a better word. Nice. And I did that every day, and it was tiring. It's hard to communicate with your mask on. It's hard to not want to step in and get close and do what I usually do and touch everything and move everything and try it a hundred different ways. It just required a different way of thinking visually. And I allotted my time in, in a different way. And the biggest thing that I did was reconnect with my handy dandy tape measure. Um, because <laughs> you had like a little bonding moment. You're like, hello, old friend. <laughs> exactly. You know, I proved to myself on this one job that I didn't need much of the humongous kit that I've been carrying around for years and years and years that I moved from one office to the next. But just like every one of our listeners that I've talked to about ordering furniture online, looking at your house, thinking about your environment, what's going to fit, what's going to serve you well, I really reconnected with my tape measure. All the ways in which I saw problems in the moment, I already had solved them because I took really good measurements when we were scouting. And I took really good measurements of what I had in my shop that we were using or what I was looking at online. And I laid things out in front of my eyes, you know, and I thought about it. And I went in this time in a much more orderly fashion, kind of knowing what was going to fit where. So there was less room for error or less room for recalibrating or recalculating. I just knew 100% that sofa's going to that set and it's going to go on that wall. Right. And everyone's going to love it. That's right. <laughs> damn it. I love it. I love it. I mean, I think that that sense of empowerment is is also moving into home scenarios where people are like, you know what? Maybe I was unsure, but this is not the time to be mealy mouthed about things. I'm going to like make yeah. a choice and I'm going to order it. So how are you feeling like people should be looking at their space now? I think that now we should decide about our spaces in a more long-term plan. I'm very interested in how people have been getting through these first six, eight months, accommodating all the multi-purpose uses that they have for their space. And now what I'm learning from people and reading about and seeing is one space that might have been carved out for one thing now even might have double use. Like maybe it's a classroom in the morning and in the afternoon it's an office. And it's more about how you feel comfortable in each space than them being defined for one activity or another. I am loving this concept that I'm hearing about called pocket offices. My dad is a land developer, and so he does subdivisions. There's a Caroline Green out there. That's my street out there. And the amount of work that he does with home builders and how they're designing spaces opens my eyes all the time to what's coming in the future here. And this idea of starting to close off 
the open concept and have a little bit more versatility and having these pocket offices. Are you familiar with this? I mean, is this like fascinating? I am. It's really interesting how the whole business and art of architecture and contracting construction, so many things are changing that you'll start to notice in the most subtle ways spaces are being turned upside down. Windowsills are being lowered, so there's more of an expansive view to the outdoors. Patios and decks are being added onto houses and spaces where they never had those before. And retrofitting now what we wanted you know, in the last five years, open concept, uh, retrofitting everything to our new way of life is how we're all going to move into the future. So taking a space that might have been a walk-in closet and is now your new fabulous home office because all you really have to accommodate is a printer and a laptop is an amazing thing. I feel like the concept of having like the Zoom room, like this little space that all mm-hmm. you need is like basically kind of like the, the space of like a telephone booth-ish thing, which hilariously. Exactly. When I was young, I knew a family that had a wooden telephone booth that was built in with their walls. And so it was amazing. And I was like, that is so cool. And, and, and Bridget was like, that's where my dad takes like business calls and stuff where he needs like complete silence. Caroline. Yes. Seriously. We had in one of our main sets, which was the tavern on Bridge and Tunnel, we had an old wood phone booth, which would have been in a bar. And it was so amazing. You know, we did some graffiti in there and we, you know, scratched in people's phone numbers and all kinds of little hearts and stuff. But when we were on set, and of course, everyone had to be separated. Every time I was in that set, somebody was sitting in the phone booth. And it was kind of for that, like, old-fashioned comfort. Like, let me sit in here and close the door and get away from all of you people. <laughs> well, there's that sense of like a little bit of like coziness and a little bit of privacy that like you can kind of like you're not afraid anyone's gonna touch you or bother you or whatever you know like you can see all corners (laughs) no one's gonna sneak up on you exactly and these little spaces because literally they're selling mini desks you know it's Mm. just a surface it's a small piece of wood with four hairpin legs it's a beautiful irregular carved wood piece that you hang with brackets as as a shelf all you're looking for is something the depth of you and your chair and a laptop People are doing this out of drapery. People are doing this out of screens. People are doing this out of sheets. It's your little piece of the pie. And I'm excited to see that home designers now are actually starting to take their cue from those people and say, okay, I can see where people have added a curtain or where they've done a screen and I'm going to offer a pocket door here or I'm going to offer like they have those pulling door. Yeah, Yeah, like the the glass ones too I've seen like Mm -hmm. where it's more like that folding kind of but it goes into the wall. It reminds me of like a ballroom reception place where they can like bring it down to like a 50 people thing or like a 200 person thing. Mm -hmm. I think it's fascinating. But the idea of having that versatility in our own home homes. Okay, so here's the thing, Beth. I am a sucker for commercial things or things that are done in like this huge like kind of 
uh, industrial kind of way being brought to residential. Like I want a gumball machine in my house. Like I love that. I love my uh, refrigerator to look like a vending machine. Like I like everything all lined up and I love that look, which is kind of weird, but I love that the idea that like a, like a big door that you could pull that you'd only see maybe on an indoor outdoor restaurant that you could do that at your own home, like bring some of the things that you're seeing happening that are working into your own house. It's the biggest time of recreation and adaptability and thinking outside of the box that I've ever known for all the obvious reasons and a few that people might not think of. But it's definitely the time now to kind of focus your energy. And I think through the podcast, everybody knows that you've got a set decorator by your side, but I think everyone's become their own decorator. I'm getting so many inquiries and, you know, a lot of very great proud moments from fans with pictures of what they've accomplished during this time. That's amazing. Let's talk solutions because I know there's a variety of things that we're getting questions on and I want to talk about this. So one of the things that I'm seeing a lot is people feeling like they're doing a lot of work in bed, like they're ending up sitting or laying in their bed all the time, which is really messing with people's sleep cycles and just their overall health. Like, I swear to God, like I think my own legs are atrophying a little bit. Oh my God, (laughs) tell me about it. Get out in the world and do stuff. But like, how can you have a solution in a bedroom where, you know, sometimes I just want that door closed. Like I am sick of, you know, kids or dogs or whatever bothering me. And I just, I'm like, you know what? It's easier. I can just sit up. I can do work on my phone. How can people kind of evolve their bedroom into accommodating that and not kind of being like, no, 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 no. You need to go to some office. How can I do something better? Okay. Let me tell you, I am guilty as charged for the same (laughs) thing. I have a drop leaf desk in my bedroom. I don't use it except to record my podcast. Um, (laughs) But it's so important right now. I would say that there's a couple of situations going on here. For your health, you've got to move. For your health and your bones and just your general well-being, I have some severe questions about my bone density now, Beth. I'm concerned. <laughs> my spine might actually be compacting. Okay, I can't believe we're talking about this, but my <laughs> my my knee is making a lot of noise. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, look, here's the thing. One of the best things I have in my bedroom pre-pandemic on is a adjustable box spring, of which many, many, many bed retailers are actually giving away with the purchase of a new mattress. And January has always been a time to buy linens and buy furniture. It's just a post-holiday sale time for furniture that's been consistent. So what saves me many times is that when I'm doing some serious work in bed, I use the feature that raises the back of the box spring So I'm in a sitting position and I have this unit to put my, my laptop on so it doesn't overheat. So oh, the okay. air flows. Like, is it like a, like a TV tray-ish kind of thing? No, it's really, like a... it's a it's a piece made for the laptop where it, you know, sits ergonomically oh, nice. correct and the air flows so you don't have to worry about overheating your laptop in bed. So the first thing I think that you need to look at in the bedroom situation is that making your 
way of working that you've been doing as ergonomically correct and as healthy for you as possible for your body, for your hands, for all of that. And then you got to really see if there's any way that you can change it up. Is there any way to add a chair and a little side table that you could do some work in? If you have to read or you want to read, is there any way that you can move around and change things up so you're not always in the same position? Because that is also adding to the fatigue, to the monotony, and just to the total boredom with all of this. <laughs> right. You're like looking at the same four walls from the same perspective. Yeah. It's like, ah. Yeah. Like I sometimes I, I really change it up and move to a different angle the way I would when I'm dressing a set. And it's like, you know, I think, oh, I forgot about that <laughs> mirror that I had on that bouquet. That looks good over there. I'm seriously you know? considering doing some wallpapering. Beth. Yeah. Shut <laughs> up, but it's for real. I'm kind of freaked out, but I'm kind of also a little invigorated about it. So it's exciting. I know there's a lot of people who are wanting to get creative with existing furniture pieces, but they're wanting to repurpose things and like see things a little bit differently. What What do you think about that? What Any examples or suggestions? I think go for it take the risk do it i just recently went to a friend's to help with a floor plan for his new home and he ended up having this beautiful beautiful antique drop leaf desk which he didn't need to work at as a desk because he's got an office in his home and we took the desk and we transformed it into a bar what? There was, yeah, there were these little areas where you could have, you know, shot glasses and uh, there were drawers in it. And there was the whole top where you could have a tray with all your liquor bottles and glassware. And it just added to the living room as this beautiful piece. And then on the other hand, all the stuff that might have been in a rolling cart or a rolling bar, we took and put that piece into the office to hold the things that you really need close to you, like maybe your printer or your office supplies. All of a sudden, you had two working pieces where you once had none, really. I love that so much when you were thinking about that. It reminds me of art on a cart. That's what we had in uh, elementary yeah. school. And they like yeah. wheel it around, right? But you know what? That's so smart because there's a lot of people, especially apartment dwellers who might have a bar cart and they're thinking like, you know, that's fine. But like, God, I'm over here and I have my printer, um, you know, kind of on this little weebly table or whatever. Okay, switch it up. Put it in a different way. So smart. The other reason to do that is about where we are right now, which is, Maybe you don't want to see all this office stuff in your living space day after day. And if you're working out of a basket or you're working with a cart, those two things could go bye-bye at 5 p.m. Can I just tell you, I love that so freaking much. I had ordered from Ikea these two gigantic baskets. They kind of look like I'm taking my laundry to the river to do some washing. That's what, how big they are, right? <laughs> but they're these beautiful, really pretty colored wood baskets. And they're just so pretty. But my children have been stacking their freaking school books all over the place all the time. And I'm like, you know what? This is your basket. This is your basket. This is your basket. And then when I don't want to see it, it has handles. I literally lift it up put it in another room and it's gone. Like virtual school is now out my house and I need that. I think hiding things to say that the work day is done 
is critically important for people. I think just for your own peace of mind, not looking at the same thing constantly, day in and day out, I think putting some stuff away on a Friday at five that you don't look at until Monday morning is a great way to preserve your mind and your spirit. The idea of seeing different things in different rooms feels like it has a real like art theme to this. So if you're not somebody who wants to buy new art, what can we do to sort of put some new twists on things? It's time to make some furniture moves, I think, and, you know, repurpose things and rotate some art and, you know, make a decision where maybe you want to just do a weekend project and paint one wall in a room or do some of that temporary wallpaper. Don't tempt me, Beth. (laughs) Things are going to be happening. Can I just tell you, I'm just going to whisper to you. So I've decided all of a sudden I was able to see that the triangle that equals under the stairs actually could just have wallpaper on it. Like even like I have this like shiplap kind of wallpaper that I'm thinking like just that triangle could be its own thing as if I like built this like little section of the room into this i don't know i've got this whole thing going on caroline if only we lived closer it would already be done (laughs) oh my god don't even tempt me beth i will fly you here don't even mess with me (laughs) Uh, after covid yes Um, of course so yes you know as i said you've all become your own decorator by now you've gone through the closets you've gone through the garage you know what you have you've gone through the attic Take that piece out that you were wondering, oh, if only I painted this, it could really serve me. And you had the good idea back in March. And then, you know, it didn't happen. Now it's the time. I love the idea of rotating out existing art. So explain, tell me, what am I doing with this? You know, as long as you're not making tons of holes in the wall and one thing covers another, it might be time to just reimagine with what you have. Now that I think many of you have become informed shoppers, online shoppers, now that I'm hoping that you have your tape measures close... Maybe you take a little gift card that you got for the holidays and make a well-informed purchase. You know, a friend of mine called me the other night and she got a credenza on sale and one single chair. And, you know, it was like the first new fresh thing during COVID and it was delivered and she got it for 30% off because everybody's having sales now. She was so elated and so excited. And it can really make a difference in your psyche and your happiness to just try a little something new in the space that you're committed to being in. It's wild to me how much more empowered I feel and how much more just like bold that I feel with my choices because I have a little YOLO going on right now as well where it's like, you know what, like the world can change on a dime at any second. What am I doing not not wanting to buy that blue couch or not wanting to do whatever? Like, what? I'm just going to do it. Like, and I'm yeah. going to enjoy myself and I'm going to express however I want to feel about this. That also includes being very bold and body with things that I'm saying these days, Math. I'm just letting you know. So I just <laughs> I, might I'm be... Absurd. That, but I I will say that I've never seen more consistently available items at different price points. The world of desks 
has evolved tenfold due to COVID. And when I'm searching for one thing, you know, like I was asked for ideas of some ceiling fans, quiet ceiling fans, <laughs> some ceiling fans <laughs> with lights. <laughs> I went on a little let my fingers do the walking search and compared to a year ago, compared to two years ago, what is out there in this field of home decor, home furnishings, it is so enormous with so many choices at so many price points that I do think this is the time to pull the trigger. Just just feel like it's okay. For one thing, as you pointed out in one of our previous episodes, you don't have a gaggle of people coming over. Okay, so if it isn't working out and you hate this in a couple months, so what? Like you tried it, you know, it's like dyeing your hair or something. Like you did it. You could say you had blue hair one time, whatever. But like, you know, just try it. Be brave. Get out there. Try it. I know this is a stressful time for people and everyone's trying to carve out like different ways to make things less stressful. For me, I need that like artistic, creative outlet. I get, I get all my endorphins when I'm like finished with a project. Mm-hmm. But how are you sort of like finding ways to make things a little less stressful? Mostly for me, it's been about the hopes of returning to work. Actually, one of the things that I've enjoyed more than anything during the pandemic was creating this podcast. I've had a lot of opportunity to have fan interaction on a whole new level that wasn't just about Instagram or blogging or Twitter. It's a whole new way to be able to bring what I do to people. And I think having this opportunity for us to have these conversations and questions back and forth has really shown me what people are interested and looking at out there. This is really the time to apply some of the tricks and tools I use on set and really take them into your own home. And I'm trying to do the same. I'm trying to take my own advice. (laughs) What new routines have you started in your own life that has made things more smooth for you during this time? I think I'm ordering things online, of course, more than ever. I do enjoy my beautiful antique table when I walk into my small apartment that's all set up with all of my sanitizing scenarios and my masks. I actually just looked underneath the containers that I had all of that stuff in to make sure that my table was holding up safely. So I would recommend that people do that if you're putting especially sanitizer down on a piece of furniture be careful that some drops don't get on a certain surface Mm. you know i put a plate under mine smart it's like that kool-aid thing when you're like trying to do that that spigot you know (laughs) you need to have a little droplet thing and then it goes like flying across the room you know I have my to-go bag, you know, for work. I pulled together my COVID to-go bag with my gloves and tissues and paper towels and hand sanitizer and masks and all the things that are required by the studios that I use, my face shield and protein bar and extra bottle of water. And that really makes me feel good that I'm prepared. You know, I'm a good little Girl Scout. I'm prepared. (laughs) And, you know, but I also have really decided to put things away. Like I have this bag of paperwork that's 
plaguing me. And I just decided, you know, I'm just, I'm putting this away for right now. Just can't deal with it. I don't want to look at it. I pulled out, you know, a vase or two that I've put away and just really trying to look at things that I really enjoy and make me feel good. My favorite clementine plant, it actually grows little oranges, little clementines. I love little clementines. That has just been weathered and through the years i don't know it's blooming you know i what? i bought i bought some plant food caroline <laughs> you did what went, you nurtured it i did and you know i'm talking to it i'm like you gotta keep me going here you know right? you're bringing the vitamin c clementine yeah. let's do this yeah. already <laughs> so you know i looked for a beautiful date book because i like to write things in my date book and and i found a book that i really like for this year and just trying to make it all nice and and as happy as possible. I feel like there is something to having my little areas organized, like having my masks in one area and this little cute basket and having our little UV light area, whatnot, to clean off our phones and stuff. There's something about it that feels like I am handling this and it can still be a part of my home and be beautiful and kind of send the message like I'm being responsible about things here, people. I agree with you. And I also think the routine and the structure of it, there is a comfort in that. I take my shoes off when I come home and I don't bring them into my apartment and I wash my hands immediately and I have my pear hand soap that smells really good. And, uh, you know, it makes me keep my hands under that water for two rounds of happy birthday. And uh, I think coming up with these kinds of rigs, I'm going to call them, like we do in the film business, you know, nice. where There's we... There's some lingo for you. Yeah, where we, you know, we rig a door so we can open it or we rig a light switch so it, it works when the actual lighting from the electricians goes on. But these rigs, these homemade, you know, handy rack for your keys on the wall that now has a place for masks, that's individualized and creative and original for everybody. It's a way to express yourself. I am all about the dark humor. Like, I can't help it. I'm about anything irreverent. That makes me smile. All during the holidays, we got these, like, mask organizers that say, now we don our plague apparel. And it made me laugh so much. And I know it's like, it's like it's not funny, Caroline. I know, I know. But I got to lighten the mood. And I got to make everyone encouraged to remember to grab their mask and remember to put it up in a safe place. So for me, that works. And I feel like everyone needs to find their own ways, you know? We're changing our top layer of life. That's how I dress a set. That's how I inform a character. In Bridge and Tunnel takes place in 1980, so all the work that we did was in the 1970s. And you'll see the layer of development for each character and what they were interested in and what music they were listening to and what was hanging on their walls and the posters and the stars of the time that they would be interested in. And it really brought me back because it was my... My, my age, my time, my friends, you know, uh, all at that same time. And so that was another way that I got really inspired working on that show. And of course, those were things that I would have loved to 
really go out there to dig deep for in thrift stores and whatever. But you'd be amazed at what's available online. And a lot of it came from craftspeople and smaller vendors. So that really made me happy to be able to work with them. I think all of this does really push everybody to do some creative thinking. I think it's so fascinating and enlightening about how great design can have a huge impact on our moods. Just in you talking about that, that like bringing back memories for you, the things that were on the wall, making you feel a certain way at just, I, I, it's fascinating. Like, <laughs> Oh yeah. I mean, my love for Peter Max has grown even more thinking about those times and this one Peter Max scarf that I still have and the colors of the period and the graphics and it's really it was a fun job to do because, you know, it's a rare thing that as a set decorator, you get to do a, a good period job. Okay, Beth. So we have a question this week. Maggie from Dallas asks, Beth, how do I layer in more relaxing elements into my home? My family seems to have more anxiety than ever, and I really want to help relieve the tension. Any suggestions of ways that Maggie here can kind of chill things out in their house? It's a really great question. And the fact that she's observing that in this short amount of time means that I'm sure there's a huge need there. My go-to always is kind of surrounding yourself with nature. To start with, any way to get fresh air into your home. I know people, you know, say it's so cold, it's so cold places. But, you know, just the window open for 10 minutes can be a great way to boost your spirits and kind of clean out the air. Just try to surround yourself with things that create nature. There are sound machines available. That might be something that you can order online. You know, you can listen to the waves of the ocean, waterfalls, and give yourself a little peace that way. You can also probably get to that through apps on your phone, things like certain radio stations. You know, I saw last night on YouTube, they have this thing called, it's like a blackout screen, but it plays like 10 hours worth of, it could be like a beach sounds or it could be like white noise or whatever, but it specifically keeps the screen black so that you can play it like just mm -hmm. ambient noise. Super yeah. cool. Ambient noise. That's one thing. Taking a break, putting on music, I realize that it's important to just change your perspective. In the course of a workday, if you're sitting and sitting for Zoom after Zoom, you got to get up and get out, take a walk, get in your car, take a drive. Everything is merging. People aren't eating as well. People don't stop for lunch. They're not doing anything that they would normally have done, you know, shopping in stores, cooking, planning, everything, like our whole body clocks and our whole visually how we're living, physically how we're living. Now that we're so entrenched in it again, we've got to just shake it up. You know, even if you set your alarm to just stand up and walk around the apartment or your house, open a door, open a window, take a break during the day. It's an escape that you need, you know, an escape from the monotony. 
I feel like people are so worried about keeping like a, an exact schedule. Like, you know, I get up at eight or whatever. For me, I know you and I were talking about that. We actually find it like really relaxing to try to go like take a hot shower in the middle of the day. Anything that you can do to change up your routine and not feel this kind of trapped situation. I, I think that as the fatigue sets in, I find, especially, you know, looking at a computer all day, I feel like I've never needed glasses more in my life. And <laughs> it's not something I've ever, you know, I've ever had. But make a way for yourself. I'd say that I still am trying to stick to my old ways of when I was a new mom, you know, I would do two things for the job, one thing for the baby, two things for the job, one thing for my household. If you immerse yourself so completely in one thing and you're doing homeschooling and you're doing your own work and you're doing household chores, carve out your time and figure out something even as mindless and fun as looking for that new blue sofa, doing something that takes your mind away and gives you something to look forward to. The days don't drag on. Here's my plan, Caroline. Yes. I think we should encourage everyone to take a break during their work day or during their parenting day and think of a question for me. DM me with your question. We'll talk about it during season two of our podcast. I love this. I totally want us to get out there and help more people. Because, you know, I think it's time to just move past merely surviving in this and make sure you're thriving. Home decor can help with some of those things. It's not going to cure all your ails, but I really hope that we can make some plans and make some changes and enhance people's daily lives because we're spending this time at home and it's good for all of us to brainstorm together. Absolutely. I feel like when we have a new year, it always feels like it's brand new possibilities. The design world is thumping with new ideas, fascinating new color trends. I'm seeing so many things. Your back to nature thing is spot on. I saw Pantone 2021 color of the year, totally yeah. nature driven. I was like, yes, Beth, <laughs> you're going to love this color. You know, in every way, there are new innovations now addressing what we're all living with. You know, there's uh, someone just told me about an app to keep track of the films that you watch. The things that we're doing, the way in which we're evolving in the media and living with these kind of new scenarios, you know, people are telling me, oh, I never watched as much TV and movies in my life. They're going back to things that they loved years ago and sharing them with their kids. My industry, we're trying to evolve as much as we can, too, in these difficult times. And it's a great way to keep your mind off things. And let's hope for a good new year with some more interesting ways to decorate your home. Absolutely. Beth, you're so wise. You always are sharing so much good information. Do you have any good advice for us as we're heading into this new year? For this one, Caroline, I'm going to give you a quote from Mr. Rogers. Often when you think you're at the end of something, 
you're at the beginning of something else. So as we start 2021, here's to a much better year for everyone. Here's to lots of new beginnings, Beth. I'm super excited. Me too. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. Decorating the set from Hollywood to your home is an original Pod Clubhouse production. Recorded, edited, and produced at Pod Clubhouse Studios. For more information, please visit us online at podclubhouse.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Decorating the Set at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.